0: Chapters fifteen to eighteen, Book eighteen, Volume two of La d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. More information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Nathan at AntipodeanWriter.wordpress.com. La d'Arthur, Volume two, by Sir Thomas Mallory. Chapter 15. Of the sorrow that Sir Bors had for the hurt of Lancelot, and of the anger that the Queen had, because Lancelot bare the sleeve. And when Sir Bors heard that, which ye well, he was an heavy man, and so were all his kinsmen. But when Queen Guinevere wist that Sir Lancelot bare the red sleeve of the fair maiden of Astolat, she was nigh out of her mind for wrath, and then she sent for sir bors de ganis in all the haste that might be so when sir bors was come to fore the queen then she said ah sir bors have ye heard say how falsely sir launcelot hath betrayed me alas madame said sir bors i am afeard he hath betrayed himself and us all no force said the queen though he be destroyed for he is a false traitor knight madame said sir bors I pray ye, say ye not so, for would ye well I may not hear such language of him. Why, Sir Bors, said she, should I not call him traitor when he bare the red sleeve upon his head at Winchester, at the great jousts? Madame, said Sir Bors, that sleeve-bearing repenteth me sore, but I dare say he did it to none evil intent, but for this cause he bare the red sleeve that none of his blood should know him, for or then we nor none of us all never knew that ever he bare token or sign of maid lady ne gentlewoman fie on him said the queen yet for all his pride and bonce there ye you proved yourself his better nay madam, say so ye never more so for he beat me and my fellows and might have slain us and he had wood fie on him said the queen for i heard sir gawaine say before my lord arthur that it were marvel to tell the great love that is between the fair maiden of astrolat and him madame said sir bors i may not warn sir gawaine to say what it pleased him but i dare say as for my lord sir lancelot that he loveth no lady gentlewoman nor maid but all he loveth in like much and therefore madam said sir bors you may say what you will but wit ye well i will haste me to seek him and find him wheresomever he be and god send me good tidings of him and so leave we them there and speak we of sir launcelot that lay in great peril so as fair elaine came to winchester she sought there all about and by fortune sir lavaine was ridden to play him to enchafe his horse and anon, as Elaine saw him, she knew him, and then she cried aloud unto him. And when he heard her, anon he came to her. And then she asked her brother, "How did my lord Sir Launcelot, who told you, sister, that my lord's name was Sir Launcelot?" Then she told him how Sir Gawain, by his shield, knew him. So they rode together till that they came to the hermitage, and anon she alighted.
1: So Sir Lavaine
0: brought her in to Sir Launcelot, and when she saw him lie so sick and pale in his bed she might not speak, but suddenly she fell to the earth down suddenly in a swoon, and there she lay a great while. And when she was relieved she shrieked and said, My lord, Sir Launcelot, alas, why be ye in this plight? And then she swooned again, and then Sir Launcelot prayed Sir Lavaine to take her up and bring her to me when she came to herself sir launcelot kissed her and said fair maiden why fare ye thus ye put me to pain wherefore make ye no more such cheer for ye be come to comfort me ye be right welcome and of this little hurt that i have i shall be right hastily whole by the grace of god but i marvel said sir launcelot who told you my name then the fair maiden told him all how sir gawaine was lodged with her father and there by your shield he discovered your name Alas, said Sir Launcelot, that me repenteth that my name is known, for I am sure it will turn unto anger. And then Sir Launcelot compassed in his mind that Sir Gawaine would tell Queen Guinevere how he bare the red sleeve, and for whom that he wist well would turn into great anger. So this maiden Elaine never went from Sir Launcelot, but watched him day and night, and did such attendance to him that the French book saith, There was never woman did more kindlier for man than she. Then Sir Lancelot prayed Sir Lavaine to make a spies in Winchester for Sir Bors if he came there, and told him by what tokens he should know him by a wound in his forehead. For well I am sure, said Sir Lancelot, that Sir Bors will seek me, for he is the same good knight that hurt me. Chapter 16 How Sir Bors sought Lancelot and found him in the hermitage, and of the lamentation between them. Now turn we unto Sir Bors de Genis, that came unto Winchester, to seek after his cousin Sir Launcelot. And when so, when he came to Winchester, anon there were men that Sir Lavaine had made to lie in a watch for such a man, and anon Sir Lavaine had warning. And then Sir Lavaine came to Winchester, and found Sir Bors. And there he told him what he was, and with whom he was, and what was his name. Now, fair knight, said Sir Bors, I require you that ye will bring me to my lord Sir Launcelot sir said sir lavaine take your horse and within this hour you shall see him and so they departed and came to the hermitage and when sir bors saw sir launcelot lie in his bed pale and discoloured and on sir bors lost his countenance and for kindness and pity he might not speak or it wept tenderly a great while and then when he might speak he said thus o my lord sir launcelot god you bless and send you hasty recover and full heavy am I of my misfortune, and of mine unhappiness, for now I may call myself unhappy, and I dread me that God is greatly displeased with me, that he would suffer me to have such a shame, for to hurt you that are all our leader, and all our worship, and therefore I call myself unhappy. Alas, that ever such a caitiff knight as I am should have power by unhappiness to hurt the most noblest knight of the world. Where I so shamefully set upon you and overcharged you, and where you might have slain me, you saved me, and so did not I, for I and your blood did to you our utterance. I marvel," said Sir Bors, "that my heart or my blood would serve me. Wherefore, my lord, Sir Launcelot, I ask your mercy." Fair cousin," said Sir Launcelot, "ye be right welcome, and wit ye well, overmuch much ye say for to please me, which pleaseth me not." for why I have the same I sought, for I would with pride have overcome you all, and there in my pride I was near slain, and that was in mine own default, for I might have given you warning of my being there. And then had I had no hurt, for it is an old said sore, there is hard battle, there as kin and friends do battle either against other, there may be no mercy but mortal war. Therefore, fair cousin, said Sir Launcelot, let this speech overpass, and all shall be welcome that God sendeth, and let us leave off this matter, and let us speak of some rejoicing, for this that is done may not be undone, and let us find a remedy, how soon that I may be whole. Then Sir Bors leaned upon his bedside, and told Sir Launcelot how the Queen was passing wroth with him, because he wore the red sleeve at the great jousts, and there Sir Bors told him all how Sir Gawaine discovered it, by your shield that ye left with the fair maiden of Astrolat, Then is the queen wroth," said Sir Launcelot, and therefore am I right heavy, for I deserved no wrath, for all that I did was because I would not be known. Right so excused are you, said Sir Bors, but all was in vain, for she said more largely -er to me than I to you now. But is this she, said Sir Bors, that is so busy about you that men call the fair maiden of Astrolat? She it is, said Sir Launcelot, that by no means I cannot put her from me. "'Why should ye put her from you?' said Sir Bors. "'She is a passing fair damsel, and a well seen and well-taught. "'And God would, fair cousin,' said Sir Bors, "'that ye could love her. "'But as to that I may not, nor I dare not, counsel you. "'But I see well,' said Sir Bors, "'by her diligence about you, that she loveth you entirely.' "'That me repenteth,' said Sir Launcelot. "'Sir,' said Sir Bors, "'she is not the first to have lost her pain upon you, "'and that is the more pity.' And so they talked of many more things, and so within three days or four, Sir Launcelot was big and strong again. Chapter Seventeen: How Sir Launcelot armed him to assay if he might bear arms, and how his wounds braced out again. Then Sir Bors told Sir Launcelot how there was sworn a great tournament and jousts betwixt King Arthur and the King of North Gallus, that should be upon All Hallowmas Day beside Winchester. Is that truth? Said Sir Launcelot. Then shall ye abide with me still a little while, until that I be whole, for I feel myself right, big and strong. Blessed be God, said Sir Bors. Then were they there nigh a month together, and ever this maiden, Elaine, did ever her diligent labour, night and day unto Sir Launcelot, that there was never child nor wife more meeker to her father and husband, than was that fair maiden of Astolat. wherefore Sir Bors was greatly pleased with her. So upon a day, by the ascent of Sir Launcelot, Sir Bors, and Sir Lavaine, they made the hermit to seek in woods for diverse herbs, and so Sir Launcelot made fair Elaine to gather herbs for him to make him a bane. In the meanwhile, Sir Launcelot made him to arm him at all pieces, and there he thought to assay his armour and his spear for his hurt or not. And so, when he was upon his horse, he stirred him fiercely, and the horse was passing lusty and fresh, because he was not laboured a month afore. And then Sir Launcelot couched that spear in the rest. That courser leapt mightily when he felt the spurs, and he that was upon him, the which was the noblest horse of the world, strained him mightily and stably, and kept still the spear in the rest. And therewith Sir Launcelot strained himself so straitly, with so great force, to get the horse forward, that the button of his wound braced both within and without. And therewithal the blood came out so fiercely that he felt himself so feeble that he might not sit upon his horse. And then Sir Launcelot cried unto Sir Bors, Ah, Sir Bors and Sir Lavaine, help, for I am come to mine end. And therewith he fell down on the one side to the earth like a dead corpse. And then Sir Bors and Sir Lavaine came to him with sorrow making out of measure. And so by fortune the maiden elaine heard their mourning. And then she came thither. And when she found sir lancelot there armed in that place she cried and wept as she had been would and then she kissed him and did what she might to awaken him and then she rebuked her brother and sir bors and called them false traitors why they would take him out of his bed there she cried and said she would appeal them of his death with this came the holy hermit sir baudwin of brittany and when he found sir lancelot in that plight he said but little but wit ye well he was wroth and then he bade them let us have him in and so they all bare him unto the hermitage, and unarmed him, and laid him in his bed, and evermore his wound bled piteously, but he stirred no limb of him. Then the knight hermit put a thing in his nose and a little deal of water in his mouth, and then Sir launcelot waked of his swoon, and then the hermit staunched his bleeding, and when he might speak, he asked Sir Launcelot why he put his life in jeopardy, Sir said Sir launcelot. "'Because I weaned I had been strong, "'and also Sir Burles told me "'that there should be at all Hallowmass "'a great jousts betwixt King Arthur "'and the King of North Gallais, "'and therefore I thought to assay it myself "'whether I might be there or not.' "'Ah, Sir Lancelot,' said the hermit, "'your heart and your courage "'will never be done until your last day, "'but ye shall do now by my counsel. "'Let Sir Bors depart from you "'and let him do at that tournament what he may. "'And by the grace of God,' said the Knight hermit, by that the tournament be done, and ye come hither again, Sir Launcelot shall be as whole as ye, so that he will be governed by me. Chapter 18 How Sir Bors returned and told tidings of Sir Launcelot, and of the tourney, and to whom the prize was given. Then Sir Bors made him ready to depart from Sir Launcelot, and then Sir Launcelot said, Fair cousin Sir Bors, recommend me unto all them unto whom me ought to recommend me unto, and I pray you. Enforce yourself at that jousts, that ye may be best for my love, and here shall I abide you at the mercy of God till ye come again. And so Sir Bors departed, and came to the court of King Arthur, and told him in what place he had left Sir Lancelot. That me repenteth, said the king, but since he shall have his life, we all may thank God. And there Sir Bors told the queen in what jeopardy Sir Lancelot was when he would assay his horse. All that he did, madam, was for the love of you, because he would have been at this tournament. fie on him, recreant knight! Said the queen. For wit ye well, I am right sorry, and he shall have his life. His life shall he have? Said Sir Bors. And who that would otherwise, except you, madam, we that be of his blood should help to short their lives. But madam, said Sir Bors, ye have been oft times displeased with my lord Sir so Launcelot, but at all times at the end. find him a true knight and so he departed and then every knight of the round table that were there at the time present made them ready to be at that jousts at all hallow and thither drew many knights of diverse countries and as all hallow drew near thither came the king of north galus and the king with the hundred knights and sir galahad the haught prince of salus and thither came king anguish of ireland and the king of scots so these three kings came on king arthur's party and say so that day Sir Gawaine did great deeds of arms, and began first. And the heralds numbered that Sir Gawaine smote down twenty knights. Then Sir Bors de Gainus came in the same time, and he was numbered that he smote down twenty knights. And therefore the prize was given betwixt them both, for they began first, and longest endured. Also Sir Gareth, as the book saith, did that day great deeds of arms, for he smote down and pulled down thirty knights but when he had done these deeds he tarried not but so departed and therefore he lost his prize and sir palomides did great deeds of arms that day for he smote down twenty knights but he departed suddenly and men deemed sir gareth and he rode together to some manner adventures so when this tournament was done sir bors departed and rode till he came to sir lancelot his cousin and then he found him walking on his feet and there either made great joy of other and so sir bors told sir lancelot of all the jousts like as ye have heard i marvel said sir lancelot that sir gareth when he had done such deeds of arms that he would not tarry thereof we marvelled all said sir bors well, but if it were you or sir tristram or sir Lamrock de Galis." I saw never knight bear down so many in so little a while as did sir gareth and anon he was gone we wist not where by my head said sir launcelot he is a noble knight and a mighty man and well breathed and if he were well assayed said sir launcelot i would deem he were good enough for any knight that beareth the life and he is a gentle knight courteous true and bounteous meek and mild and in him is no manner of mal and gin but plain, faithful, and true, so then they made him ready to depart from the hermit, and so, upon a morn, they took their horses and Elaine le Blanc with them. and when they came to Astrolat, they were they well lodged and had great cheer of Sir Bernard, the old baron, and of Sir Tyr, his son and so upon the morn, when Sir launcelot should depart, fair Elaine brought her father with her, and Sir Lavaine and Sir Tyr, and thus she said. End of Book 18, Chapters 15 to 18 Read by Nathan at com.